Hi, I'm Stu Baca, and I'm a Gen X grown-up, and I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon, and you should too at patreon.com slash Gen X grown-up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to episode 57 of the Gen X Jeez. Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And you know Mo is here. Hey, everybody. In this episode, a couple of TV series come to a close and a creepy new one kicks off. We check out some cordless tech for home projects and we'll discuss the pros and cons of a new subscription phone gaming model. Before we get into that, though, we do have a couple of pieces of business to discuss. We will have some fourth listener email, but first, we're running a new promotion starting this episode. So we're always looking for new fourth listeners and to kind of get more people to be exposed to what we're doing here at Gen X Grown Up, but we're always asking that something in it for us. So we're going to do something that's in it for you, the fourth listener. <laughs> That's very magnanimous of us. We are doing a backtrack fourth listener drive. So here's the deal. We always say, hey, if you have a friend who's not listening, why not? Tell them about it. She'll be glad you told them. But in this case, if you tell a friend about the Gen X Grown Up podcast and they listen, have them email us at podcast at genxgrownup.com saying you're the one that turned them on to us. We're going to keep score of how many of our fourth listeners recruit a new fourth listener. Wonder what the why prize they, is? What do they win? Tell them, Roddy. <laughs> 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 so at the end of the year, we're going to run this for the remaining quarter. At the end of the year, we'll tally up all the new fourth listeners that were recruited. And whoever recruited the most fourth listeners, you're going to get to pick your very own backtrack topic, anything that you want. And we're Uh-oh. going to have to do whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know. Whoa. That sounds a little dangerous. Anything they want? <laughs> Within tasteful reason. But I, I mean, like, if you always wanted us to talk about Who, My taste? Little Pony, we could do a My Little Pony one. If you always oh. want to talk about aluminum foil, we'll do one all about aluminum foil. jeez. Oh, if there's one you always want to hear us do, or there's a goofy one you want to make us do so that we're uncomfortable, whatever it is, <laughs> if you're the winner, we will take your backtrack topic and we will record it in 2020. So there's never been a better reason to tell your friends about the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Wow. To get a mm. chance to publicly make us do something really stupid. No, we do that ourselves. We do that this already. Is a different <laughs> level now. It's publicly do something stupid of your choosing. That's what the unique part is. Uh, if, if I heard another podcast do a promotion like this, I'd probably be all over it. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can think of lots of times. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> so that's the deal. Tell somebody about us. If they listen, email us at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Give you credit for recruiting them and we'll start running a tally. We'll keep you updated. And in the new year, you could be the one making the rules and telling us what we're going to do in an upcoming backtrack. Fair enough? No. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm competition. Not fair enough. I don't want to do this. This is not going to be fun. <laughs> oh my God. This is sad. Maybe I'll start recruiting people just so I can pick something George hates. <laughs> can, can I win? Is it possible no, for me to, to win? A new listener it has oh, to be a new listener. Has to be a genuine new listener. Fair Gen enough. X grown up employees are not eligible. Not for eligible, this and their family members. That's right. only in the context of the United States. I promised I did have a fourth listener email, and I do this time. It is from Thomas. The subject line of Thomas's 
email is gasp dead air. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know what that's yeah. about. Thomas yep. writes and says, hi, guys. Just wanted to mention a problem you may not be aware of with the September 12th podcast. It was perfect. Everyone we do is perfect. How could you dare? <laughs> <laughs> At about 20 minutes and 20 seconds, you intended to play a clip from Beefy. What I heard on my end was gasp dead air. <gasps> I picked up my device and it was still playing. I rewound 15 seconds and the problem repeated. A technical error on GXG? How could that be? Say it <laughs> oh ain't so. God. That's so oh, embarrassing. Yeah. 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 You know, we've long said that if you point out a mistake that I've made, you'd absolutely get your email read on the show. And this was, in fact, <laughs> we never had these problems on Drawn and Paneled. I'm just saying. <laughs> we had our own set of problems with Drawn and Paneled. That's true. But we never had dead air. Never dead air. That's a different set of problems. <laughs> right. And this was, in fact, a problem that I had. Thomas went on to speculate. He said, not sure if it was a DRM issue, your M nor mine, a bad edit or some other issue. The clip didn't make the final cut. Oh, see, he was actually assuming it maybe wasn't a human error. He was actually giving me the benefit of the doubt. That, maybe that, just I, wow, something nice intervened guy. and caused the problem. It wasn't me. Silly rabbit. <laughs> Tricks are for kids. <laughs> He says, not being a big hip hop fan, I didn't really miss the clip, but then the follow-up dialogue made a point about it parallels to GXG and he did have mild disappointment. Mm. He says, or maybe this was a test just to see who was listening. Did I pass to <laughs> yes. anyone else? Oh, he's on to us. Oh, man. You I thought we'd get out. away with it this time. <laughs> and in fact, we did have one more fourth listener, Matt Man from over at Deep Fried Geeks. He hit me up on Facebook and said, are you aware of this? And so sure enough, here's the deal. In the edit, the sound clip I have on a different track in the multi-track editor, and when I mixed it down, that one, I just forgot to include it. And uh, as soon as people started pointing it out, I think if you downloaded it in the first like six hours that it was out, it uh, was missing that clip. And then if you download it any subsequent time, uh, not a problem. So well, now yes, we it was a test to find out listeners. who the early down is, or the passionate early downloaders. Now we know. That's right. So yeah, thanks for mentioning it. And hey, call us out on anything that we do, whether it's factual or technical. And we're always do we trying really to improve. Do say that? I think they do that on their own pretty much, don't they? I know they like to call out when George messes up, but I want to know, <laughs> let them know that I anytime anybody there's a mistake. When I mess up, I think you make that stuff up. I'm just making up listeners for you. <laughs> Zora from Afghanistan says. <laughs> Thomas winds it up by saying, forever fourth listener and proud Patreon supporter, Tom. Yay. Thank cool. You, Thomas. Thanks, Tom. We appreciate you. Hey, we appreciate any time the fourth listener takes time to write in. If you'd like your email read here on the show, hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We'll put you in the queue. All right, guys, with that, I say it's time to hop into the meat of the show right after this. My mother always took Anison. So do I. It's one of the few things we ever agreed on. Anison, doctor recommended for pain relief. A couple of Anison and the pain's gone. Fast. We'll get the ball rolling here at the top of the show, as we often do, talking about media, the things that we're consuming, whether it be uh, TV shows or movies or music or comics or whatever that might be. And uh, at the top here, we actually have a couple of long running series that just wound up. George is one that you were watching that just buttoned up, right? Yeah, Suits on USA ended their whole series run this season. They had a, an abbreviated season. It was 10 episodes instead of the normal like 16 or so that they normally mm -hmm. do. And just recently, the final episode aired. It was big tearjerker with all kinds of repeat, you know, people coming back from the past who weren't on the show anymore, you know, as regulars. It was just a really nicely done episode as well as the entire final season. I love it when a series knows that they're going to end, as we've talked about before, yeah, yeah. and they get a chance to tie up stories. All right, lines. of course. They often have to do them in a little bit faster fashion than they would have. The main antagonist was played by Denise Crosby, John, from really? TNG fame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She plays this arbitrary 
her lawyer lady who gets put in there by the law commission to observe the firm because they've been getting in so much trouble. And if she doesn't like what they're doing, she can kill the whole firm. She can just put them out of business. And so she's like their boss and she starts firing people and demoting them and they all hate her and it's all about getting rid of her and everything. And they bring back people from previous seasons to help them do it. It is a cable-based series, so it's kind of unusual that one of those gets a chance to wrap itself up. Usually you see that more on the streaming service platforms like sure. you know, now Netflix it's or now, those right. things. But to know ahead of time that, nope, they're winding it down and everything. But yeah, Suits is done, unfortunately. I have two quick questions about this uh, now that the Suits is completed. So sure. my brother loves this show. I've actually never watched a single episode, but yeah, I know people are passionate about it. Me either. Would you give me <laughs> the like 60 second overview of what the series is about? And then I have a follow up question right after that. Okay, sure. So Suits starts off as a high powered New York lawyer is interviewing lawyer candidates for his firm. They all have to be Harvard graduates in order to apply and be members of this firm. While he's there, a young man who's a bike messenger is being chased down by people as he's transporting a briefcase full of marijuana to a buy. Mm -hmm. He runs into the room to hide and automatically just starts giving an interview to this guy. (laughs) They think he's an interviewee. They think he's an interviewee. The caveat is the bike messenger guy has a perfect memory. So he was at one point studying for the bar to become a lawyer, but just dropped out of school because he was making more money selling drugs. And the guy hires him as a lawyer, which is, of course, illegal. He's not allowed to practice law. Mm -hmm. That sets the whole tone for the series. The first four seasons are basically them trying to keep everybody else from knowing he's not really a lawyer. I had no idea that any of that, I just thought it was just some lawyer show. Yeah, so they, they did a bad job of advertising <laughs> what this show is about. Yeah, I'm, I'm like 20 times more interested than I ever was in it before, just not knowing what it was about. <laughs> so my follow-up question is, now that it's done, the whole thing is buttoned up and finished, and knowing everything from beginning to end, was it satisfying enough you would recommend it to somebody like me and Mo who haven't seen it? Would you start watching it now? Yeah, I think I would. Um, okay. It's, it's seven seasons, 40-minute episodes usually, and it's kind of a quick hit edit cut kind of a TV show. So it's okay. like drama for 20 seconds to the next scene, drama for 20 seconds to the next scene. So it's very rapid fire. That kind of gets amped up even more as the seasons go along. So they're pretty quick watches. They don't feel like they're 40 minute watches. They feel more like they're 20 minute watches. So hmm. yeah, all right. I, well, I, maybe I when I finish it. rewatching Deep Space Nine, this will be on the list to take a look at maybe later. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we have another series that also wrapped up. Yeah. Mo, you want to talk about Preacher that just finished. Yep, Preacher. I've been watching that since beginning uh, is based on a comic book and it's another one that has Seth Rogen is one of the producers for it. Mm-hmm. Right. It was such a weird, odd story right from the beginning that I just loved it because this was so weird. Um, well, it was Garth Ennis to begin with. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They knew this was last season. Again, going into it, this is their fourth season. I think they have 43 episodes total and they buttoned everything up very nicely. Felt very good about the ending. I watched this one from the beginning for the first like season and a half. And then for whatever reason, I just stopped tuning in. I, I, it didn't get bad or anything. There's, there's some shows that as soon as the new episode's out, you gotta see it. Right, right. And it fell off of my gotta see list. I don't know why, but you stuck with it all the way through. Oh, yeah. How did it evolve from how it started in the first season and a half? Did it get bigger, better, weirder, badder? How did it oh, end up? All the above, I think it was. Oh, did it? <laughs> I mean, he starts this quest to basically find God, like literally. Yeah, yeah, and right. That yep. part takes him through all over the place. And there's there's a trip to hell involved. There's angels and Is demons there? Okay. involved. There's a, a 
cult that's trying to bring about the end of the world. And all the characters are just so odd and funny. Everything just seemed over the top yeah, in exactly. everything that I saw in this. It, was the finale satisfying? Did oh, yeah, it, I thought so. Was it a proper ending? Yeah, for sure. And it's kind of one of those endings where like, well, the main antagonist didn't really get a comeuppance kind of thing like you expect. But the way they did it, you're like, you know, I'm OK with that. <laughs> you know, I think this fits a lot better than him having some random, oh, someone got revenge on him kind of thing. So I want to ask you kind of the same question that I asked George, which is so somebody coming into it never having seen it. I've seen some of it. But what would you tell somebody who's never seen it? Is it worth watching? What can they expect? Is there highs and lows? I think it's definitely worth watching. I think it's a show that was intended to only be one season because if you watch the first season, it kind of wraps things up pretty well at the end. I wonder if that's why I didn't get really engaged in the second season. I felt like I'd seen the story. Yeah, uh, but the story kind of picks up and they kind of go off in a new direction. And it, it just to me, it just kept getting better and better. And, they, and the nice thing about it is they didn't have a cast of thousands, you know, like some of the shows have. Right. Like there's the major characters and that's pretty much it. And then you had ancillary characters that came in and out and you're OK with that. But, you know, they didn't try to focus on like 50 people. It's like four really basic characters that they look at through the whole show. So based on comic book, George, did you watch Preacher? Was it ever something you were picking out? I was about like you. I watched the first season and a half and then it kind of fell off my must watch list for the uh-huh. same reason that, like Mo said, the first season was obviously meant to be one thing just in case they didn't get renewed. I know that was something that Seth Rogen had talked about in some interviews oh, okay. that they planned out the whole first season. Like, we're only going to get one season. If that's all we get, here's what it's going to be. And then when they got picked up for the second season, they're like, oh crap, okay, now we got to write some new stuff. <laughs> right. and, and, yeah, They still had this preacher stories that they could use, obviously, but they were very careful about their approach. I didn't get as engaged with season two as I was with season one. Season one was phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. But I did like it. I will probably, now that it's finished, I'll probably go back and watch it all the way from the beginning. There's something to be said knowing that a series has ended and it had a proper ending. It makes me more willing to watch it. Yeah, it really Knowing does. that it's not just going to get cut off. You know, Firefly. I'm going to complete story. Yeah, thank Shut you. Up. Exactly. <laughs> too you know, soon. Hey, too soon. Too, too soon. Too soon, Mo. Too soon. It's only been, what, 15 years? <laughs> Still way too soon. <laughs> I agree, It'll be though. 55 years. It's going to be too damn soon. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm not going to buy a book knowing the last 10 pages are torn out. You know, I, I want to know what's going to happen. It's good to know that a finished series actually had a finality. So it's I'm more liable to go back and watch it now knowing that it's complete, it's finite, and it's... Uh, it's all fleshed out, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so John, Mo and I have been watching stuff that's ending. Are you watching anything that's starting by any chance? <laughs> yeah, because anything new that we otherwise watch? we're not going to have anything to recommend. <laughs> right. This segment is over after this episode. If that's not the case. I certainly have. There's actually a brand new show that's based on a franchise you're all familiar with. The new Creep Show series oh. started up just a few weeks Whoa. ago. Creep Show, comic book movie, Creep Show. That's the one. No way. Well, yeah, there was a. a series of movies called Creep Show. Right. George, I'm surprised you don't already have this on your must-watch list, but it's understandable why you might not know about it. It's on the well-known streaming service called Shudder. Oh, God. I actually signed up for that for a while. Shudder's that horror. Yeah, it's a That's horror right. streaming right? service. Yeah, there's a couple of podcasts that I listen to that have commercials for that one, although I've never picked up on it. This is an original series created by Shudder. So Shudder runs lots of horror stuff, yeah. but this is a series they're doing from scratch, and man, it is full, full of amazing actors in these little things, even in bit parts. So I've seen two episodes. Each episode has two little stories in it Okay, because it is an anthology. Do they start with like that comic book picture that transforms into like the... Absolutely <laughs> does. And it goes in and out of the comic book oh, actually cool. for frames. I have seen the likes of Jeffrey Combs, hmm. Adrian Barbeau, okay. Juan Carlo Esposito. Wow. And the stories are the kind of creep show stories. Like I was describing it to 
someone else and I said, it's not horror. It's comic book horror. It's werewolves and the creepy finger that I find. The, and move the, the hand the that's killing people or something. <laughs> yeah, right. And in fact, they save so much money, I think, on effects, I think is amazing. So there's this, there's one episode where they turn into werewolves and the guy gets all contorted and then it cuts back to a comic book and you see the transformation in scenes of the comic book and it cuts back and he's a werewolf. <laughs> I'm like, nice. great, you saved millions of dollars not having to do the American Werewolf in London transformation. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. It is. And the show is, is has a good sense of humor. Uh, so one of them has been like a, uh, it's stormy and something creepy is happening. One of them has been in World War II. Some soldiers come across a, a woman locked in a cell who they find out's a werewolf. One has been about a guy that finds a mummified finger that turns oh, into course. a monster. Oh, yeah. I mean, gotta have the mummified mm, finger. It's exactly the kind of stuff you would expect from Creep Show, but it's modern and it's it's going on now. It's two episodes in. And when you watch those two, you're not going to get us two stories per episode. Because the original movie, the very first one, you know, George Romero, Stephen King, because it was all based right. off of their works, right? So it had five stories along with the prologue and an epilogue that were kind of encapsulating those stories. For All about the little the kid, kid and his comic book. And, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's really cool. Do they frame it the same way? So I know Crypt Keeper is Tales from the Crypt. Creep Show was just this like skeleton guy who never really spoke. He just kind of waved his hand and stuff would happen. But yeah, so it's technically, I guess, not Crypt Keeper, but it is like a, a shrouded skeletal kind of guy. He's not that. <laughs> he's not that guy. He's more of <laughs> he's like not, this. He's not this this presence. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Was that Crypt Keeper or Skeletor? Who did I just do an impression? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'll get you, he man. Right? <laughs> that was scarily good. All right. So that same guy kind of <laughs> is there framing the stories, and then you get two stories. Is there the kid reading a comic book thing still? Or no, no, no. You you are the one reading the comic book. You're presented okay. with the book. It shows you what's in the book. You see the first few panels of the story, right? And then one panel morphs into real life, and you see the story. And every once in a while, it cuts back and forth into the comic book. That's nice. That's exactly the way it was set up in the movie then. So mm-hmm. do we have any of the original people involved with this from the first movie like King? I know Romero is Romero even still alive anymore? That guy, I think he's <laughs> dead now. <laughs> I don't think any of them are actually involved in like the production, but I mean this okay. is drawing on small short stories. So there's no telling who they might draw upon Maybe for the inspiration going forward. Yeah, they could pull stories out of books or they could pull out of you know, other fiction and short stories. So far it's been original stuff I haven't seen anywhere else, but there are only so many stories under the sun. Some of it is kind of a little derivative but with a new twist so and it's done it, well it sounds you know. really cool it's horror that made me grin you know because their first is a nostalgic kind of like this is creep show and it feels like creep show and also they're decent stories too well cool i'm definitely gonna pick yeah, up on it. And you, how many episodes are out so far all of them or did they drop all no they no, no it's one at a time going on, on shutter so it's coming out episodically okay uh, two available to watch that's four stories for you there's no reason not to watch it in my opinion i know we're all horror fans i know we're all fans of creep show well, sounds like a no-brainer you, you should pick it up by all means. Before we get out of media, there is the elephant in the room we've got to talk about, probably the most anticipated film coming out here in the fall, Mm. The Mm -hmm. Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Now, it is brand new. This is we're recording this on Saturday the fifth. It just came out on Thursday or Friday evening. George has already seen it. Mo and I have not. <laughs> but so we'll be seeing it tomorrow. Please tread lightly. But George, tell us about your impressions of the joke. Well, okay. So I had a very unique experience. <laughs> That's not a great start. This well, film. okay. I don't, well, <laughs> I don't know if the experience was due to problems at my theater or Uh-oh. something that was done on purpose because of this. film 
film. Film was supposed to start at 8.45. I got there at 8.42, got my icy, went to my seat. I sat down like at 8.46 thinking, you know, I'll see, you know, some commercials or some trailer mm-hmm. for a little while. I'm staring at a black screen. I'm like, okay, weird. No, no pre-movie, watch Nuvi. No pre-movie, no, yeah. no Nuvi, no <laughs> Marina Nunos or whatever yeah. the hell her name Take is. Take out your phone now and play this stupid right. game. Yeah, the Eminem's commercial <laughs> so again. <laughs> I'm looking around the theater and there's like maybe 15 people in the theater at this point. I'm like, wow, I really thought there'd be more people here, but there weren't. I'm like, okay, it's Thursday night. A lot of people working, you know, it's late. It's 845. 10 minutes go by. Blank screen. Like, what the <laughs> hell is going on here? People are getting up and going to get popcorn and nobody seems concerned. And I'm like, am I missing something? <laughs> am I in the wrong theater? Am I the only one who doesn't know? <laughs> Finally, 21 minutes later, it starts. No previews, no commercials, nothing. Just the logo of the production company on screen. Boom. That's it. Lights are still on in the theater. <laughs> And then they actually go bright for a second and then they turn them down. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. That that sounds like user error of some sort. Or does the most intricate series of instructions for a theater to disorient their audience ever. (laughs) That's what I was wondering because of this film. Because once you start watching this film, you have to question whether or not that was part of their design or not. It is so creepy and so surrealistic and so damn good. Mm. Oh my Lord. This is absolutely my favorite comic book film of all time. Wow. Wow. It it beat out Deadpool? It beats out Deadpool. Wow. We have a new winner. George's favorite comic book movie. Deadpool has been the the king forever for you. I am surprised. I mean, I figured it'd be good, but I didn't think you'd be that That's high praise. (laughs) You know, we talked a little bit about this when we were saying looking forward to about Phoenix Mm -hmm. being the darling of his generation. That son of a bitch is the best actor of his generation. Oh, (laughs) my Lord. He's a good actor. Holy hell. So- Mo, you read a lot of comic books. John, yeah, yeah. I know you read some comics. We all know mm-hmm. Joker, right? We all oh, know yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. That his origin story has never really been told. Which is always part of his thing. Yeah, it's kind of his attraction. Him, He's as mysterious. It's yeah. what makes him most people's favorite villain, right? Of all the different comic book villains. And if this movie doesn't solidify that for everyone on the planet, I don't know what's wrong with them. They've all got brain damage. I've heard from multiple avenues people saying, my big beef with this is that there should never be an origin story oh. for the Joker. And are, are you saying that you would be fine if this was locked down as the origin story? If this was locked down, which that's the great thing about this, it's not. Okay, good. But right? if this was locked down as the origin story of the Joker, I would not only be fine with it, I would be advocating for Phoenix to be the only Joker in history ever. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Yeah. That is some high praise. I was just shocked at how good this thing is. I, I mean, there's I'm so shocked much at how good you think it is too. Right. <laughs> I know. I don't want to give too much away because you guys are going to see it here soon and I'm so yeah, afraid yeah. to ruin the experience for you and I'm also afraid to oversell it and that ruin the experience for you right because well, listen everybody else already oversold it you're no danger there I mean it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so anticipated people have been hyping it so much there's one little nuance and I don't want to say what it is but in one of the very first scenes that happens and it's a scene we see in the trailer so I'm not going to spoil it one of his clown props does something at a specific moment mm-hmm. and I don't know if I was the only person in the theater picking up on what it meant, but when you guys watch the film, I want to ask you about that one little prop, what it did, if it meant anything to you, because it was just that little hidden touch at that moment. I was like, oh, God damn, they're going to be good. And that was like in the first, like, two minutes. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I didn't think I could be any more uh, excited about seeing this, but you've amped it up. So I think I know the answer to this next question. Two (laughs) follow-ups. First, (laughs) I think I can answer for George. Go ahead. Full price 
price A-list or $5 Tuesday? Full price plus every snack in the snack bar. Wow. Yeah. So that's going to run you several hundred dollars for every snack in the yeah. snack bar. Honestly, this is one of those films I wished I had made a special trip to go see as a premiere with people who were involved in the production or something. I mean, right. it's a special, special wow. film. And I think it's a special film for one reason for me, and that's that they unapologetically made sure that there's no way to include this in any expanding universe. Oh, good. Well, you think about comic <laughs> movies now. You expect Yeah, it, it, it's all about setup. It, it feels yeah. like a two-hour trailer almost. going to link with and <laughs> what series is this going to spawn and, you know, how are they going to leave it open? They didn't need to do any of that with this. Mm-hmm. You can take all the universe films, Marvel, DC, and everything and kick them all to the curb because this is how you should make a comic book film. It's, it's a character study. And most interesting part about these are what's up with these damaged people. He's among the most damaged. Yeah, and I'll say at the end, I wanted him to be him. I was so on his side at the end of this film. Fuck all <laughs> those people. Oh my God. So good. It's deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. And so my, my second follow-up, pretty obvious. I'm thinking I'll be stunned if I don't already know the answer. How many tokens out of five? Five, <laughs> 10, however many tokens I got in my pocket at the time. Wow. Yeah. I'm not trying to take away things from great films like Deadpool. I love Guardians of the Galaxies. There's several of these sure. comic book films that have been outstanding. I just can't sing this the praises of this film enough. Whew, man. That's a comic book right. fan saying that too. Yeah, no kidding. All right. The, the Joker. I'm going to see it tomorrow. Yeah. We'll regroup and see if you're correct or not. <laughs> <laughs> Presenting the one, the only, the original, Ernest P. Worrell in his first motion picture. Uh, Ernest goes to camp. Rated PG. Know what I mean? Starts Friday, May 22nd at a theater near you. All right, guys, I actually have something to talk about today in tech and toys. Believe it or not. Yeah, it's a red letter day. It is, is this, for me, it's a toy, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Before we jump into it, though, George, you got something you got to get off your chest, I hear. Yeah, I do a little bit. Not like that I ever complain about no, anything you're not, on this podcast. You're the most easy not that I, I have ever heard, certainly, no. <laughs> <laughs> Steam. We all yeah. use Steam to play the majority of our video games on our PCs, well, right? You know, it's getting long in the tooth, but yeah. I still love mm-hmm. it. I haven't been able to play video games for recreational purposes in a long time. I've been very busy with work, very busy with the Drawn and Panel podcast. Uh, you know, Omni and bless the passing of that. <laughs> Domino, Nabisco, vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but now that I've got some more free time and I'm making extra time for myself to enjoy life and relax, and things. Mm -hmm. De-stress, right. Yeah, I wanted to start playing games again. So I'm like, I'm going to open up Steam. I'm going to play some games. So I said, you know, I always wanted to play Sid Meier's Civilization. Oh, yes, on sale. Never played it. Always wanted to play it. I have all of them in my Steam catalog for, you know, different humble bundle things. Some sale happened. You got 800 games for a dollar, right? Exactly. (laughs) Right. So I go, I'm like, okay, I want to play the most recent version of the standard Civilization. So the one I had was like Civilization 4, I think it was, or something like that. kind of going back a ways. Yeah, I'm sure it is, right? Mm -hmm. I click it, no load. What the fuck? Really? Won't load. Then I alt-tab out to get back to the the Steam screen, and then I hear music. Like, what the hell? So it is loading. I go back in, (laughs) and it's like a frozen picture with no music. I go back out, then I hear music. I'm like, all right, this is getting stupid. So I start doing (laughs) Google research to figure out, and there's like, oh, change this compatibility mode here, do that compatibility thing there, you know, re-verify the integrity of this. 
this or Are something. We past that these days. That's my point. <laughs> That's what I'm mad about. Steam should just work. Yeah. They know the games they put on their platform. They know the largest operating system that their platform is on. They know that this is a Windows 10 computer because they developed the damn app for it. Right. Let me just click a button and work. This is stupid. <laughs> I shouldn't have to go through all this. And it wasn't just the Civilization game. I had the same problem with Left 4 Dead 2. I had the what? same problem. Yes. No, no, I could see this happening on old, like, DOS kind of games and very old Windows 95 games, but, like, modern? Left 4 Dead 2 is made by Valve. It's the same company. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, that's How just does sad. that not work? Yeah, that's just sad. So, I, I'm so frustrated. I've gotten, like, two games to play recently. I've You know, I've got my Life is Strange games, which obviously yeah. play fine, and mm-hmm. I was playing Dragon's Lair. That's it. That's oh, yeah, all I can right? get to play, you know, without wanting to shoot my computer or find out where Steam headquarters are and go down there and joker them to death. I don't know. Oh my God, it's so frustrating. So is this common practice since I've not played games in a while? Is this what you guys have to go through? No, the later stuff I haven't had too many issues with. I haven't gone back and tried to play a lot of old games, but mm-hmm. I can definitely see why you'd be having problems. It doesn't surprise me in the least. Like I said, Steam feels like, it just feels like it has not updated itself. It hasn't evolved much at all. Yeah, right. It, it, it needs an overhaul. Like a We just did overhaul. a backtrack about dead brands that we thought could never go away. I think Steam is at that pivot where it could have this problem because of what you're experiencing, George. Mm-hmm. They're the winner. They are the de facto. They are Pan Am, right? They are the right, winner. Yeah. And they're like, we don't have to do shit. We're the winner. And then you have people like GOG who yeah. not only do, do they excel in running old games inside of a DOS box bubble for you, but they're also working on this Galaxy 2.0 to try to, to remedy that. Mm-hmm. There's also this upcoming uh, streaming service from Google called Stadia. Yeah. Have you heard of this, George, or researched that at all? I think you mentioned it to me off the cuff one time and yeah. I never really went back and looked at it because like I said I wasn't playing games for enjoyment for yeah. myself because of all the other things I had going on in life I want to do that now and to be honest with you I'm really pissed that I have 600 some odd games and I don't feel confident that I can play more than 10 of them that's stupid I mean, you may be having some more problems outside of the norm but it's certainly not unusual to have especially an older game you click play and there's not something quite right because that game was never written for a Windows 10 environment and I'm sure Steam has disclaimers that say we're not responsible for this game. We just sell the license, but no, they're the storefront. If you sell yeah. something, you if I some give you money, you exactly. got responsibility. Bullshit. That's right. I don't take any responsibility for the potato chip bag that my grocery store sold, but guess who they return it to if I the know, chips I'm, are stale? I'm agreeing. That's right. Well, it would probably be, I feel less that they have responsibility if it wasn't part of their whole infrastructure. Like you right. had to run it from within. You got to be inside of us to run it. Yeah. Right. And if that's the case, then you may make and sure it works. Tell me why a company who makes as much money as they do doesn't have customer service. What the hell is that about? Yeah. Just please go to our forum and bitch there. That's all they pretty much say. Yeah. Yep. And the forum is just other people like other me. people bitching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For this very reason and, and others, I, which is why I think this uh, streaming Stadia thing might be interesting because the whole concept is it's just a streaming video game. The, the game runs on the cloud somewhere. All the 3D rendering. Mm-hmm. Think of it like yeah. Parsec. So think of it like a, a, a Netflix style Parsec out there. It's like, I want to play Civilization 4. I just log into my account, pick up my controller, and it's already running somewhere in the cloud, my instance. I don't have to download it. I don't have to make it work. I don't have to patch it. It's just already out there. And even though there's some concern over, well, then I won't really own the game. The reality is, unless you go to the store and pick up a box, you don't own the game now. The reality yeah. is you only own a license, right? I don't care about owning the physical Me game. Me either. Right.
right. That's I just like want to play 30 it. years ago that yeah. I cared about that. Now, yep. I don't care about picking Not up so a disc. We don't pick up discs anymore. It's just a license and a download. That's all <laughs> I, I just want to play a game. That's exactly. all I want to I yep. want to pick up a controller, press a button, and be in the game. That's it. And it shouldn't be this hard. No, it shouldn't be. So, Steam, if you're listening, which you're probably not. <laughs> why, <laughs> no, why wouldn't they be listening? Not. They don't have a customer service department. How the hell are they listening to anything? <laughs> it's all robots. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's, okay. it's got to get better. It's got to get better. It needs to be because I want to start playing games again, damn it. <laughs> well, there's other platforms now. Sure, hope you feel better. So, Thank you. Uh, hey, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why our listeners are here. They listen to you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, it's always entertaining. I don't know. You guys know that. I'm like doing home projects, you know, mm-hmm. like building shit yep. and doing that kind of stuff. It's called being cheap. You don't want to hire a handyman. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a longstanding, I guess I call it habit of creating a project so that give me an excuse to buy a tool. Oh, God uh, bless you. Yeah. So do I. Absolutely. <laughs> I have to call my wife in sometimes and show her something that I want to buy and say, honey, tell me that I can't have this. There you go. <laughs> if you don't stop me, I'm going to buy again. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to be asking me where $500 went and I'm going to be saying, but look. <laughs> and unfortunately, I don't have that breaking system in my life. So. There's no buffer. <laughs> he, he just goes and buys it. <laughs> I had built a table for doing all my computer stuff with and I had rearranging some stuff in the office and I, I need to. You know they sell tables, right? You, yeah, but you not could, like this you one. You could just buy a table. <laughs> Do you have a four by eight top uh, maybe? table? Maybe. <laughs> and I bet you mine was a lot cheaper. He has to go to Walmart's website to look and see what he has. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I needed to do some work on it because I needed to, i moving some furniture around so I needed to make it smaller, which I could do since I built a damn thing. Okay. So I needed to cut some wood in place, which means like it's actually still attached to the furniture. I just need to cut through it. Okay. okay. And of course, for that, you obviously need a reciprocating saw. I mean, everyone knows that. Reciprocating <laughs> saw, jigsaw, handheld circular. Yeah, jigsaw wouldn't cut a good straight line. Though. No, no. Sander, drill, you know, all those things. Just Yeah, you do. So I already had the uh, Ryobi. They make a bunch of tools. Like they're pretty known mm-hmm. Home Depot. So I've, seen the, I've seen the brand, right? Yeah, yeah they're a good brand. Now, are, are those the orange ones or the yellow ones? Which color is real? They're, they're the green, green ones. Oh, the green yeah. ones. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> the neon green. Yellow is DeWalt. Orange yep. is Black & Decker usually. Aha, that's right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> um, but they have like this whole slew of cordless tools. And they're kind of cool because they share the same batteries. So you just swap the batteries out yeah, between them. Yeah, that's becoming a common thing with cordless now. Yeah, it is. It is. And I already had the Ryobi drill. So I said, oh, I saw that. Went to the website. Saw, oh, my God, they have a sticking saw that takes the same thing. I was a little wary because the problem with cordless stuff, especially with things like saws. It's a power issue. The power, right. Mm-hmm. The battery dies or it just doesn't have enough oomph to mm-hmm. get right. through. Let me tell you, man, this thing cut through everything. Really? <laughs> I had I had no issues at all. Um, I was very pleased with it. And the cool thing about the Ryobi system, I'm sure the other ones are probably similar, I just haven't checked, is the batteries, one, they last a really long time. And the recharge time is a half hour. To, oh, that's to nice. fully recharge are the Ryobi's on 25 volts now? No, 18. What are they on? They're 18. Okay. All right. It probably saved me a ton of time rather than that and trying to figure out some maneuvering and figure out how to like do it by God forbid hand. <laughs> <laughs> and run one of those big orange extension cables across your living room. Exactly. And, right. And actually cut it because you you didn't bother taking all the oh, stuff yeah. off of it. Right. Like for drill stuff, it works fine, but I kind of avoid them for like the heavy duty kind of work. But now that I've seen this one, I'm like, holy crap, this thing could actually work now. So I bought it. I'm so you're a firm believer in the Ryobi ecosystem now. Yeah. I'm just curious, Mo. So you said that it had plenty of power and cut through no problem. What type yeah. of wood were you cutting through? Was it pine or oak? A uh, two by four pine. Pine. Okay. So pine's a little bit softer. So yeah, usually cordless have an easier time going through that than say some of the hardwoods. But I've heard good 
good things about the Ryobi. And the way it cut through this sucker, I, I wouldn't have any problems cutting through a heavier piece of wood. It just went through so easily. I was like, holy cow, I couldn't believe how nice. fast it just, just cut right through it. So I was very happy. And they also, they don't weigh a ton anymore too, which is another problem they used to have. Like in order to get enough oomph, the battery was like the size of a small child. Right. <laughs> it's like early laptops. It's a portable computer. <laughs> is it really? Is it really? <laughs> if I need a hand truck, is it? <laughs> exactly. Is it actually portable? <laughs> I just can't get over how the technology in these things and how they're, they're just getting smaller and more powerful and cheaper on yeah. top of all that. So I assume you will throw some links down in the show notes below if someone's interested in what you picked up that you had a good experience with. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I got to ask, so now what size is your super custom table that used to be 4x8? Well, it's still 4x8, but it's kind of, I cut off a, a corner of it so it doesn't block the doorway. <laughs> it actually works out really well. Actually, it worked out really that's, well. Oh, I see. So the reason you have to build your own furniture is because you have fucked up furniture that's a weird shape. Now we understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hot, I'm hungry, and I'm thirsty. We just might be able to help you out. Come on, we'll show you how a good time goes. We're going to a place where they talk strolls. Cause a good time's better with a good time beer. And strolls is fucking here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> it is time for the Generation X game segment. I think George is supposed to be on 45 RPM. <laughs> Uh, I was playing Eeyore. Come on, really? 45 Eeyore? Runs? I thought you were a 45 yeah. running a 33 and a third. Right? That's what I thought. <laughs> All right, so who's playing what? I'm not playing a damn thing. What about you, George? You playing something? I am playing something. <laughs> I just figured somebody else was playing because I never get to play games. Well, you just said that you spent all this time hating on Steam. You got at least one thing to work, I'm hoping. What have you been playing? Yeah, but not on Steam. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is an Android based game. It's called Pew Pew. P E W P E W. Like shooting gun? Pew Pew. Yeah. Like pew Pew shooting. Yeah. Yep. You have to say it like that, I think. I do. Pew Pew. There you go. It's a <laughs> game that came out in 2009 from a French developer named Jean Francois Guylin. Galen. I picked it up because I have one of those games, sir, Bluetooth controllers, and I've had it for right. a long time. Oh, so yeah, I'm going to yeah. start playing more games. This is one that I can play with my phone. You know, you just put your little phone in the little snap clip thing that's above the controller and you play Bluetooth. It's like making a Game Boy out of it, really. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm here at the office. I'm at lunch. I don't feel like watching anything right now. So I'll play a game. <laughs> I just so finished I downloaded, lunch. Yeah, well. I downloaded yeah. Pew Pew. It was so much fun. They have a whole bunch of different games in it, but it's all vector graphic based. So kind of like old Asteroids. And there's an Asteroids game in this one. That's what I played. But <laughs> it's right. much more frenetic. It's much more fast paced, as you would imagine. And it was just so much fun and so easy easy to do. That's the part that I love the most about it. I loaded the game on my phone. I connected the controller to my phone via Bluetooth and I was playing. That's it. <laughs> Unlike your Steam experience, exactly. right? Exactly. And it was so much fun. This game is, it's got great music with it. It's got great pace. Obviously, it must be really popular because apparently they did a Pew Pew 2. So I haven't picked <laughs> that one up yet. No, no, but no. You said it wrong, George. Say it correctly. Okay. Pew Pew 2. There you go. Is that better? You. All right. <laughs> oh, I thought it'd be Pew 2. It's all retro theme, multi-directional stuff, all vector graphic. I highly recommend it. It's on the Google Play Store. I don't know if it's on the Mac OS, but it's 2009, so I'm guessing it now probably Now i got to call some shenanigans here. Hold on. So so uh -oh, uh -oh. I'm happy that you have found a game that you enjoyed on Android. Why is But you just said it is fast and frenetic, and that's why I like it. <sighs> okay. Like two episodes ago, you're like, I don't like these fast-paced <laughs> phone games. I want something that's more calming and zen. What gives? Well, 
I guess my taste changed. I don't know. <laughs> In two weeks. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because it's got that retro style to it. Asteroids was a fast paced frenetic game once you got into certain parts of the game. So yeah, maybe I that guess. it's because it has that old nostalgic vibe to it that allows me to compensate for that. But it's not one of these crazy shooters where you have to use peripheral vision that you don't have to see somebody who's shooting <laughs> from the left. <laughs> Everything's contained on the screen in front of you. And so it's an easy pick up for me to play. I don't have to figure things out. Maybe that's a better criteria for me when I'm playing games. Okay. If I don't so have it's not to just that it's faster hard. frenetic. Okay. Yeah. So a, a different kind of approach to it could be a fast paced game as long as it's more straightforward for you. Is that yeah, as long as it's straightforward, it's not too complicated. Something that I can figure out pretty easily and quickly like this game. And I've played it probably for I don't know 20 minutes worth of gameplay time at this point over you know three or four days. But it's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Have you seen this one before? No, I haven't. No, I've got to look it up yeah definitely will. <laughs> and i don't know if uh, pew pew is available on any of these new subscription platforms but over the last few weeks since we last spoke both apple and google have launched a new way to play mobile games that's something i want to talk about here in yeah. our game segment so google launched this thing called play pass and apple launched this thing called apple arcade now unlike a lot of the things we talk about and compare it's not like we need to find out which one is better and choose it you only have one choice depending on the platform that you have true mm. the apple one is just for Apple phones and the Google is just for Android phones. But the basic premise is this, hey, you tend to buy games that are $2, for a subscription and both of them have a base subscription of $4.99 a month, which can can kind of hurt a little on a phone. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know if I can do enough surveys to cover that. I know, right? (laughs) But for $4.99 a month, you get access to unlimited games from a subset of games. It's not every single game, it's curated games. Now, they're Mm. good ones, but it's not every single game. But they're all either games that did cost money and now you get to play them for free or they're games that had in-game like advertising and the advertising is stripped out if you have the subscription. Huh. So have you first, have you guys heard of these? And second, what's your just first blush opinion of this kind of service on your phone? Well, I can tell you that the Apple one, I watched the big news thing conference that Apple did where they announced all the new their, products. Yeah, press stuff. conference yeah. announcement deal, right? And they announced the arcade. And let me tell you, the games they showed, like the new exclusive games that were made just for arcade, I thought were pretty underwhelming. You know, I was like, hmm. really? That's it? I mean, I was like, that's your, and I'm assuming they're showing some of their best stuff. I would think, yeah. And so I was pretty unimpressed and I thought it seems like for five bucks, that seems high. You know, since most games hmm. either are free or you can get for a buck. Or, or free-ish, yeah. It, I was like, $5, $60 a year? Eh, that seems like a lot. Yeah. What do you think, George? What are your thoughts on this kind of, uh, kind of platform? I think they're going to have a hard row because so many people as we've said, are so used to playing these games for free on their phone. My kid plays games all the time on his phone. My wife, she plays games all the time on her phone. Neither of them have ever paid for a single game. Number one, because I have never showed them how to add credit cards to their phone (laughs) to be able to purchase the games. And I've done that on purpose. And number two, because they're fine playing the free game. So I think telling somebody who's used to playing free for so long, this is not an ecosystem that just came up in six months. This has been years in the making, this free ecosystem system that we've all gotten used to. Yeah, people wince when it's 99 cents. They go, right. Ooh. And we talk about that. We're like, ooh, you know, this thing is $5. I don't want to buy this game for $5. So you're talking about that every month? I don't yeah. see that doing well. Now, I did notice I went, as soon as you mentioned the title, John, I went on Google and looked it up. They do right now, for a limited time, have a $1.99 per month for your first 12 months option. Only for the Google Play Pass. That's right. Yes, for the Google Play Pass. Yeah. After that, it'll be $4.99. You get a free 10 
10-day trial to try it out. The games that are listed for the one here just on their initial page, there are some fun games. There's Limbo out there. There's a Star yeah. Wars K-O-T-O-R. There's Risk out there. There's Luminous That City Chameleon Run that, that we talked about a few episodes Chameleon ago is on there. Is there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of solid games in the Google Play one, but no, nah, I don't think I'm doing five bucks for this. I've got other yeah. $5 subscriptions that I put that $5 bill toward. Yeah, so I find it very interesting myself, which is why I wanted to bring it up here because, you know, I've said many times that when I find a good game, I'm happy to pay a dollar or two or even $2.99 mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever for oh, a sure. game to have the whole game. Don't pester me for gems or jewels or right. please add on or buy a card or whatever. I don't want it, I don't want the entire experience because I just want that and that's worth it to me. And I've equated that to, hey, if I went into arcade and you know put a quarter down per play, if I would play it like four times, that's worth a dollar. You know, it's that kind of mm-hmm. like feeling for me. Uh, the Google Play Pass, again, I still think five bucks is a lot because I tend to get bored of a game every two or three weeks. Yeah. So it's it's rare that I would spend five dollars on new games every month. Right. But for the one ninety nine introductory, I, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on the first okay. year because I said for twenty four dollars, I get a year's worth. And I think in that year, I'll figure out if it's going to be worth it or not to me. You know what I mean? Plus, in Georgia, mentioned your family. You can share this with up to five family members. You can all have oh. access to all the games in that ecosystem. So the one you like and they like, you don't have to buy any well, of them. They could all play. perfect. I mean, I know Mo has an Apple, but if he ever switches over to Android, you've got your wife and your daughter. That's your three. And then you've got mm-hmm. me and Mo. So there's your five. <laughs> so what I hear you saying is I don't have to purchase it. You'd like to glom onto my family group. He'll <laughs> <laughs> change his name. I He's mean, fine with that. Well, no, I'm just I'm thinking that maybe somewhere in this Google Play Pass will be my license for Mortal Kombat 11. Perhaps it will be there. We'll it check and see. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth keeping an eye on. I mean, it's an evolving kind of model. It's For me, it's almost like AMC's A-list, right? It's like, mm-hmm. if you will get the money out of it, it's worth it if it saves you money. You kind of have to right. do the math. I have to see if I actually find, like, I'd say the, the bar is going to be like three games, because I have to get, say, three games at $1.90 a piece. That would have been six bucks. If the month is only five, I've saved money. But if it isn't the case, and I'm guessing that if I leave the play pass, anything I've played, I don't keep the license for. So I don't perpetually get to play that game. That's going to be the other catch. You have right. a favorite game, they keep you locked in it, because my three favorite games, I'll have to purchase them if I don't renew. Ooh, you're, and the question will be, if you purchase them, will your save points or what you've done in the game translate over to your purchased copy? Oh, God, this makes my brain hurt. I don't even want to think about, oh my yeah. God, it's like, is that in a different bubble? Is it a different version of the game? I well, don't because know, I'm but. thinking about like my wife, she plays one of those farming games, you know, and she's got right, this yeah. giant farm, you know. Yeah, if I lose that, it's a, it's a, it's a no starter. No, we're not going to yeah. do that. <laughs> when it comes time, I've already put a note on my calendar, cancel or renew Play Pass because I want to make sure I don't accidentally renew it. Right. Uh, so I'll let you know my, what my findings are. I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I got to tell you about my new roommate. This roommate gives me a fresh feeling. It's going to last a long, long time. Meet his roommate. Renews it roommate air freshener. An incredible long-lasting air freshener. It has more freshening liquid, so it lasts twice as long as the leading solid. Before we wrap up the show, you know we like to take a moment here toward the end to talk about what we're looking forward to, what we're going to be able to see or watch or enjoy or participate in between now and the next time we get together. Mo, let's start with you. What are you looking forward to? Okay, well, since George took mine, the next... <laughs> my, did he? <laughs> my, my second choice... No, actually, this is actually would probably be, still be my first choice. It's a movie coming out called The Lighthouse. Have you guys heard of this at all? Oh, is mm-hmm. this the, like, the black and yeah. white thing with Robert Pattinson? Okay, I, I, know, I know nothing oh, no, about no, no, no. it. It looks intriguing. I saw Tell us the, more. the trailer just the trailer grabs me. Basically, the cast is Willem Dafoe, yep. Robert Patterson. Okay. Yeah, okay. And that's it. It's okay. two people 
in a lighthouse. And it's like black and white. Yeah. And it isn't like four by three aspect ratio. Yep. And it looks it's like, just like a really, it's, I guess they're trying to give you that old style kind of psychological kind of weird horror movie kind of deal. Because it's like it's part drama. I have no idea what it's part about. Part horror. It's just these two guys. And basically, I think they just kind of lose their minds a little bit because they're secluded in this lighthouse together. Just watching the trailer. I mean, like I said, I don't know what the actual plot is. <laughs> but the trailer just sucked. I'm like, oh, I got to see this movie. This is why the AMC A-list exists. Yeah. Like, I would not go watch this movie because there's too many unknowns. But since it's for free, I'm like, all right, right. give me a call. We'll go see it, I guess, if, it's, if I can. <laughs> I mean, apparently it won a whole bunch of awards, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know what this movie's about, but I'm going to freaking see it. <laughs> but I'm interested. And when is that coming out? October 18th. October 18th. Yep. All right. So, George, what did you steal from yeah, Mo? What, what is say, it you're yeah, looking forward to? Tell him what you're waiting for. <laughs> I'm definitely happy that I got to the card first because <laughs> Zombieland Double Tap. Oh, yeah. Comes uh, out on October 18th. Same day. The same day you're going to be watching a boring black and white lighthouse crappy movie. I'm going to be watching no, no, no. Tallahassee and Ohio and all the Wichita. cast are coming back, plus some new people. Wichita is coming. Everybody's coming back, plus a couple new people. They find some more survivors and everything. I'm. It's time to nut up or shut up. I am so <laughs> happy. I've been waiting for this film for a long time. There's even some little clips in the trailer that are like, oh, that's so 10 years ago. I'm like, yeah! It's <laughs> so funny. Has it been 10 whole years yeah, since has. the last one? Wow. Yeah. Man. And actually, I was really yeah. happy that one, it seems like they waited until they wanted to do a second movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like yep. they said, oh my God, the first was so popular. Let's do another one next year, you know, or two years. They got the whole cast back together. Also makes me <laughs> way more likely Great. to go see yeah. it. And plus just the trailer and the new stuff they're adding in. I'm like, oh, this looks like it's going to be good. Yeah. I'm hoping that it doesn't suffer the same thing that two of the primary actors in this. Tallahassee played by Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg also played playing the yeah. other character, they were both also in the Now You See Me films together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they did a Now You See Me and then they did a Now You See Me 2, which didn't open to as good a reviews as the first one. I'm hoping that because they took their time with this yeah, one, exactly. this one will do much better. I mean, the cast is awesome. And they just add a bunch more awesome actors into yeah. it that you can see from the trailer. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's hard to go wrong when you get that many talented, funny people together. Although so. people have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. And when does this one come out, George? October 18th. Same day. Same day Same that day. you guys are going to watch your boring black and white lighthouse film. No, no, George. Watching George. Wow. A-list. A-list. I can see both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to have as much fun because you're already going to be sullen and dark and no, boring. No, that's why it's a good contrast. It's a contrast movie. Come on. <laughs> you can't have the darkness without the light. You must have both. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, what about you? What are you going to be looking forward to? Oh, man. The day after this podcast is released on October 11th, the follow-up movie to Breaking Bad, El Camino, drops on Netflix. Oh. What's the premise of this? I don't even know. I mean, it's I'm going to watch it. I know that just because of Breaking Bad. I don't give a shit. doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is all about Jesse immediately following the end of the Breaking Bad series. Oh. He's this broken man. He drove off from the, the scene of all the shit that went down in the finale in this old El Camino. And this picks up with him. He's a damaged person that's lived through the entirety of Breaking Bad. He's had this huge arc, this amazing story. And now it's only him. He's on his own. He doesn't have Heisenberg to help him. And there's just so many things, so many. I mean, that series wrapped up so well for the main storyline. But there's all these like psychological threads of how it kind of injured the people's psyche and everything around them. And he's the kind of the lone survivor out of the middle of this. So I can't wait to see what uh, what they do with El Camino. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing with Breaking Bad. The the thing I liked about it is how 
Jesse's character basically ended pretty much where he started. Like he, pretty much where he started. Yeah, like he didn't. But, but having anything. gone through hell, yeah, exactly. He yeah. went through all this and yeah. then came out with pretty much nothing. Now, George, you're being suspiciously quiet. You are a Breaking Bad fan, I trust. Yes, I have not seen a single episode. <gasps> We cannot be friends any longer. I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. Really? Hey, really? Shut up, Goonies. Wow. I don't no, want to no, hear You it. can't talk about the Goonies wow. with him anymore. Sorry, dude. That's right. I absolutely no, 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 can't. No, you no, have no ground to stand. Classic classic era, though, though. Breaking Bad is not Gen X <laughs> classic era. No, no, no. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's not a great show, but it's not Gen X classic era. I can say what I want. <laughs> you need to take Breaking Bad and put that somewhere near the top of your list. There's so much good about that show. And I will tell you, I started watching it twice before I decided to keep watching it. It takes a couple of episodes to start, but when it does, it, it is just such in. a roller coaster ride. I've been meaning to get to the series, and it's not that I haven't wanted to. Every time I think about, okay, I'm going to start that series, number one, it feels like it's a really long series. Wasn't it like nine seasons or something? No, craziness? no, no. It's like five. Okay, it was five. It's okay. shorter than Suits. Okay, alright. <laughs> well, it probably had more episodes per season, but... It, it was also an AMC. It was an AMC film? Okay. Or yeah, series, rather? Yeah. yeah, it sure was. I'll probably have to take a look at it sooner rather than later then, just so I can start picking up. I'm in the middle of some other stuff, like you got me k- kicked off on a DS9 binge, so I'm in yeah, season four as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, I'll throw that up All there right. then. So don't watch El Camino yet. You want to wait and see El Camino after yeah, I, <laughs> you it see Breaking even Bad. even on my radar. So. Yeah, but then again, I, I don't know. I mean, the way he did uh, Better Call Saul, I could almost see seeing that then seeing Breaking Bad because it just gives you a different perspective on things. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't want to see Better Call Saul without having seen Breaking Bad because so much of Saul comes that's from true, what's cool true. in Breaking uh, yeah. Bad. That's what, that's what gives it the weight that it has because you know where you're going. Right. So it's a prequel done right. All right, El Camino, October 11th on Netflix. That's what I'm looking forward to. Cool. out for you with trucks that can carry their share of the load and more. The Toyota One Ton, tough enough to outcarry any mid-sized truck. The standard bed with the biggest payload in its class. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Before we leave, you know, I love to take a moment here at the end of the show and thank all of these great folks who support us financially over on Patreon. Give it a few bucks a month out of the kindness of their heart to support what we do here. And of course, I am talking to you, Dan, Chad, Corey, Stian, Mike, Agile, Stewart, Blasteter, Stash, Dana, Marcus, Levi, T2, Will, Slomo, Thomas, Greg L. I have to say Greg, Greg L. L because we have a brand new patron. Greg Z oh. has joined Woo. us since we last spoke. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Yay. Thank you. So now we have to do have a differentiator between our two Gregs. We have a Greg L and a Greg Z. <laughs> wow. So thanks to both of them. Like thing one and thing two. <laughs> so grateful that you guys support us both on the podcast, over on YouTube and on the website. If you would like to join them and show your support, head over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Depending on the level you select, there's some goodies, some extra content to see and hear. So uh, head over there if you are interested. We will be back in two weeks with a regular edition of our show, but next week is our backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Mo, tell the fourth listener what's coming up next oh, week. Oh yeah, because in honor of Terminator Dark Fate, which is coming out later this month, we're going to go back and look at what started the whole thing 
thing and, and talk about the Terminator. We'll 1984. Be back. Man. Let's just all say different themes from the Terminator. Perfect. <laughs> I can't wait for that one. You won't want to miss it. That'll be next no. week on the backtrack. Until then, I am John. George, thanks so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know, I appreciate you. Always fun, man. And fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to... I almost said the backtrack. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm already thinking about the backtrack. No, no, no. Okay. In five, four, three... Before we do that, though, we have a couple of items of business to take about. To take, to take God about? God damn. Why don't I, <laughs> use your words. It's clear, words, I, it's clear I don't yes. talk in the mornings. <laughs> Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!